Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. What's good, y'all? This is your boy Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. And if you want a raw take on the NBA, Above the Rim is a show for you. With dope beats and entertaining guests each week, we offer a great new insight on all things NBA. You don't want to miss it. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and the Almighty Baller Network. Talk about it! Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the Delvin Cox experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and this week, week with me, I have my man, my partner in crime, my partner in rhyme, my right said friend, my man Joey Craig is on the podcast with me. What's up, Joey? What's going on, man? Thanks for having yeah. me on. Wow, you sound it's so little, good. I'm, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, no, I'm just, I'm kind of tired, man, a little bit. Um, and it's, it's a little different being on the other side. I mean, after the last couple of weeks, I, I've been, been kind of the host. But, I mean, we'll, we've been both hosts. But to kind of start it out, to do the introduction, it feels kind of, to not do it, it feels a little odd. <laughs> Definitely. And on the other side of my man, Joey, we got Mr. Eddie V. What's up, Eddie? Nothing much. Just play Mega Man Two and Mega Man Three, and trying to trying to decide which one to steal the best. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Well, this episode of the podcast is gonna be special because it is kind of the sequel to the Skyward Cast. Uh huh. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah, because on the Skyward Cast we got to rambling about all kind of stuff, and we didn't get to none of the topics. Wow. So. On this episode, we're going to actually get to the topic that we were going to talk about. Oh, this is exciting. This is very exciting. There were so many. Which one are you going to pick, man? Let's start with, since Eddie V is here, let's start with the Nintendo Direct. Yes! (laughs) 
Who knows Don't what happened so they can tell us everything what happened? Because I saw like 20% of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me a second because I have actual notes for the Nintendo Direct. Um, it was a 30-minute episode. Uh, came out last Thursday, March 8th. You guys can check that out on YouTube, Nintendo's page. And they announced a lot. And when I mean a lot, they announced a lot. <laughs> so they started um, everything off by showing some 3DS games. And uh, the show was hosted by Yushiaka Kuwami. Boo, 3DS. <laughs> Boo. Hey, um, show the 3DS some respect. <laughs> uh, they began the show with WarioWare Go. Um, it's 300 games that's new and returning. Uh, the gameplay involves you know, you'll be using buttons, directional pad, tilting the system, there's touch screen, and you'll have a microphone. The game will be available August 3rd. Put it on <laughs> Switch. <laughs> uh, they moved on to Dillion's Dead Heat Breakers. Um, Dillion can team up with a me version of you who will be turned into an animal. Um, your me friends will join up together and you guys will be considered as gunners. Um, the demo is going to be coming out May 10th and the game will be available May 24th. Um, they next show Mario and Luigi's Bowser Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s uh, Journey. This is a remake of the DS game, so you guys will be able to check it out in 2019. Um, Mario Luigi's Switch, Jesus Christ, come on! <laughs> oh uh, my God. This, this uh, should be dead by 2019. I, 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 will, I, I will explain about the 3DS. You just just hold on, just wait <laughs> in the head. <laughs> Delvin, go mix some Kool-Aid up. You know how to put the hot sugar in. And then you put the cold water and mix it up. Just just calm down. Uh, Detective Pikachu was next show. Um, they actually gave a little bit of the story. It seems that there's going to be something wrong with the Pokemon. Uh, you play as Pikachu and his helpful friend, Tim, got to solve the mystery. Um, it's available now for pre-purchase on the eShop. And the game will be available on March 23rd, along with the Detective Pikachu Amiibo. You guys can check out how that looks. Uh, last but not least, they are bringing one of the GameCube classics. One of, actually, one of their launch games, um, oh Luigi's God. Mansion. Um, this is a 3DS remake. Um, your map is going to be on the bottom of the mansion. Um, it's going to have a bus wash mode, and it will be available sometime this year. Put it so at, on Switch. Jesus at, Christ. After, after they got done with 3DS, they moved on to <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Um, so by the time you guys hear this, Kirby Star Allies will be out, but they did show that uh, the Switch version first, like leading off the Switch part of the uh, Nintendo Direct. Um, you'll be... Uh, be able to have dream friends that you could acquire through the game, which is King DDD, Meta Knight, uh, Bandana Waddle. My camera went off, so guys, forgive me. You're cool. Uh, DDD, I somehow hit the um, my court. You do um, an excellent job, by the way. You're giving out every detail. I didn't have to watch the direct, <laughs> you're telling every detail direct. It's awesome. Good job. Keep going. Yeah, like uh, you'll have more dream friends coming um to you free after launch. So you'll have uh Rick, Kai, and Koo from Kirby's Dreamland too. Oh, that came from the Game Boy. Marks from is. Marks from Kirby Superstar on Super Nintendo. Gooey, 
Gooey from Kirby's Dream Land 3 on Super Nintendo. And the game is uh, us now. Like I said, the game is available March 16th, uh, which by the time you guys hear this, the game will be out. Um, and there'll be a free update for the uh, the Dream Friends on March 28th. If you're still hesitant about this game, there is the free demo that is available right now. One of my all-time favorites and classics is coming to the switch a little bit late but i'm so happy it's coming everybody's been crying for this and wanted this okami hd if you guys have not played this game on playstation 2 playstation 3 at the remake of uh, the hd version on ps4 or xbox one it's finally coming to switch it's going to have touchscreen controls and portable mode and you you can also use your joy cons when it's docked uh, for the brush techniques it'll be on the eShop this summer um next they moved on to sushi strike uh sushi striker the way of Shushido. um this is a sushi kind of puzzle game um it now that's gonna also come on switch it's gonna have multiplayer on it like local multiplayer um and it's coming out june a 4th 3ds and switch this is a game that they showed at e3 last year but didn't really show any updates if you look at the art style anyone who remembers elite beat agents the comic uh bold black lines uh style for part of it before you start playing the game that comic style is going to be the graphics for the game um uh, next, we finally got an announcement on this title, uh, Octopath Traveler. Uh, it was per, uh, previously known as Project Octopath Traveler. But um, Octopath Traveler um, showed off two new characters. Teresa, who is a merchant, she'll be able to acquire items that you normally can't get in stores in the town. And Alfin, he's an apothecary. And what he is is that he uses inquire, like make people feel good and get more information. Um, this time, they're allowing you to equip another job for for you for battle. So if you are a warrior, you can add merchants to it, and that'll give you special attacks and everything. The game will be available July 13th, and there's a special edition for $99.99, which comes up with the pop-up a pop-up book soundtrack a coin that represents the currency in the game and a nice map so they didn't even change it later they just took the project off of it yes because they it was still they was they was thinking of changing it but i think when they did that survey a lot of people liked the name octopath traveler so they told like square enix to keep it uh moving on uh travis strikes again uh no more heroes this is going to be a game available this year on the eShop. Um, it's going to have seven different titles from different developers and different gameplay styles. There will be co-op multiplayer, and they're also adding an adventure game for this. Um, next, they showed off Dark Souls. Um, they announced that a network testing is coming soon. Uh, they're also releasing Solaire or uh, Storo Amiibo. So if you guys want to praise the sun, which if you look at this Amiibo, anyone who's seen Mighty Python and the Holy Grail, it kind of reminds you of those nights. Um, the game is available May 25th, so also with the Amiibo. So get ready for that day. <laughs> Next, they went in very detail about Mario Tennis Aces, and I'm just going to go quickly down the list. Um, they'll have 15 playable characters, Luigi, Mario, Wario, Waluigi, Peach, Daisy, Yoshi, Rosalina, Donkey Kong, Toad, Bowser, Toadette, Bowser Jr., Changeup, and Boo. They'll have four-player connection, like local play and online multiplayer. Um, there are many forms of shots. Uh, the basic shot, you have top spin, slice, and lock. You're also going to um, be able to do 
a zone shot where you pinpoint any shot with motion control. Your racket can take damage if not timed right when blocking, and three hits will break it and you automatically forfeit. But you can also um, use zone speed where you're able to slow down for you to react to the shot and hit it back. Uh, now, you can only use uh, zone shot and zone speed with your energy gauge. Uh, you can build it up quicker with the new mode trick shot that you'll be able to play. Uh, when energy guards is full up, you can initiate the special shot. Um, you also can play this game with simple rules where you only use basic shots. There will be an online tournament, um, and then there's going to be swing mode where you can use your Joy-Con for the motions. Um, there's a story mode also with the game, and the game comes out uh, uh, June 22nd. There is a pre-launch tournament coming soon, so guys, check out Nintendo.com for more information when it releases. Next up, uh, they did Captain Toad Treasure Tractor. Um, they're doing uh, Super Mario Odyssey levels, co-op play, and the, uh, there's going to be a 3DS version coming too all on July uh, 13th. This is a, a port of the GameCube version with some new stuff, which is the Mario Odyssey levels. Um, Undertale is coming to Switch, and also Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is coming to Switch on July 10th. Little Nightmares, which is a puzzle platform, um, is coming with a complete package. You'll be able to play as six or kids story. Um, if you got the Pac-Man Amiibo, you're able to exclusively get the Paku mask where it's just the same Pac-Man on your head. And the game is available on May 18th. South Park Fresher But Whole is coming to Switch. Um, it will have a season pass. Um, the first two DLC will be available at the launch. This game comes out red, uh, April 24th. So that's um, that Tuesday after uh, Nintendo Labo comes out. Um, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition is also dropping on May 18th. ARMS is getting a U.S. and Canada ranked match on March 8th through the 18th. Um, the top eight players will go head-to-head on March 31st. And uh, If you really haven't t- tried out the game and still interested, on March 31st, there's going to be a 3-day event for the Test Punch. Um, they talked a little bit more about Splatoon. Uh, version 3.0 is coming in late April. They're adding 100 pieces of gear, uh, three new stages, Piranha Pit, Camp Triggerfish, and Woohoo World. Um, they're also expanding the ranks when you play multiplayer, uh, which is now going to have rank X. They also showed off some of Octo Expansion um, for 1999. Um, it's a new single-player mode. Uh, you'll be playing as Agent 8. You'll go through 80 test um, levels, and that's coming out in 2018 this summer. Um, you can pre-order now on the eShop, and you will receive Octo in-game gear as a reward. Last but not least, Super Smash Brothers is coming to Switch, and everybody has lost their mind. Um, people are trying to figure out, is this going to be a new game, or this is going to be a port? We don't know yet, but at this time, the Inklings are going to be in the game. Um, there is some additional information for anyone who didn't watch the European or Japanese one. Uh, there's going to be a Splatoon European Championship on March 31st, and they're having a virtual concert of Pearl and Maria, so you can check out Nintendo UK um, direct on, on YouTube and find out more information. Um, for Japan, Taiko no Tatsujin is coming to Switch in Japan. Uh, Saga Scarlet Grace by Square Enix is also coming to Japan. And um, Fantasy Star Online 2 has a link has a link Breath of the Wild costume or a look, and that will be available April 4th for those who are doing importing on their Switch. Last but not least, Golf Story is also coming to Nintendo Switch in Japan. And that are is all the Nintendo Direct from USA, UK, and from Japan. Good job, Eddie, man. That 
tennis at all. You got any comments on it, man? What did you guys think? I I want everything. <laughs> well, not not everything. South Park could South Park could kind of you know stay I, off my radar. What? Um, I what? Literally, I uh, South Park don't do nothing for me. Um, I thought it was okay, but it's it's fine, I guess. But it, it's I, I don't I didn't like the first game of South Park, so um, I I decided to just kind of ignore it. Um, and so I that 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 one doesn't interest me. But Okami HD is a definitely must have for me. Um, Sushi Striker, I'm getting it for 3ds and for uh, Switch. Uh, Captain Toad, I'm getting it for 3ds and Switch. Bowser Inside Story, <laughs> uh, oh that game is hilarious. The writing, the comedy, uh, being Bowser. There's one part you can suck up the Goombas peppermint. Uh, Look they here, got I'm like some peppermint no popsicles. Oh, dude, <laughs> I'm not sucking up no Goombas. I <laughs> <laughs> well, you you just unsold the game to me. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's one thing I'm not doing. I'm not sucking up no Goombas. The Goombas have a peppermint lollipop in the back for it. I don't give a damn what kind <laughs> of. <laughs> Listen, I am not as, sucking up no Goombas. As as Bowser, you have uh you have this inhaling ability, so you can suck up the uh you can suck up the uh lollipops that they have and receive energy, and you'll see the Goombas run away crying because they don't have no weapon. It's completely fun. It's funny. You would definitely enjoy it. Do you hear that how absurd that sounds? What? Sounds suck up the lollipops to get energy. <laughs> Yo, yes. Fam, pause, fam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's that's the game. That's part of the game. Oh, we well, part of that game. <laughs> I bet you end up getting it. I bet you end up getting it. Is it on Switch? If it's on Switch, I'll get it. I'm, it's on 3DS I'm, only. No, I've always been kind of interested in the uh in those kind of side stories and Mario. What are they like, kind of like uh, Mario RPGs? Yeah. 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 I've always been interested in those. I mean, so. The fact that it's coming to the Switch, I mean, whenever I do get a Switch, I mean that'll that'll be cool for me, I guess. Um, well, well, if you have a 3DS, that's the, uh, that's the game that is coming on uh, uh, 3DS, uh, just like uh, Superstar Saga. I think that was the last one that came out. That was like, a oh, remake of Switch. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, if you have a 3DS. I mean, I mean 3DS, 3DS. 3DS that's throw it in the trash. Yeah, it's over well, 3DS. <laughs> It's not over for 3ds. You got to remember that Nintendo makes makes money on 3ds and on their console, which is Switch, and they made some money on Wii U too. Um, they're they not going to give no money up. Now you're lying. Oh, trust. <laughs> they made money. If you don't think, if it took Sony and Microsoft five years to make money off PlayStation 4, Xbox One, but Wii U is making money the day that it comes out. Come on now. They're making money. That's that's fake. Let me tell you, let me tell you, 13, 13 million uh we use. So it's not, some people be like, oh, you know, laugh at that. But everybody is still looking for a Wii U. People are Why? still buying wait, Wii U wait, games. Wait, yeah, people are let me tell you. Why still looking for a Wii U? Can I, can I tell you what can I tell you why people are still looking for a Wii U? Because a lot of people are replaying that. Hold on, listen, listen, I'm trying to explain. Listen, ahead, a lot baby. of people, a lot of people feel like the, uh, they should have got the Wii U 
when it came out because it was such a hot item for Christmas when they stopped selling it. Um, on uh, I think it was last year, last year, uh, last year's Christmas. No, um, the uh, 2016, in 2016 holiday, Nintendo was the top seller for all 50 states for uh for items um for video games and people could when the wii u sold out people came in and was asking for it when the 3ds sold out people came in asked for it barely anyone touched xbox or playstation 4 now there are reports that they did they had a good holiday season but when gamestop is out of it kmart if that's still around when you could barely get it on amazon um, Nintendo had a hard time even selling the refurbished ones because they were sold out. Like there was places in in everybody's state that they could not find a Wii U or 3DS, and now people are still asking if they could get a Wii U and bind it because they want to get all those games that came out. Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles um, X. People are still looking copies for. People are trying to hunt down Bay- the Bayonetta 2 2 pack, even though the Switch version came out. People want to have that original version. People want Super Mario 3DS World. They want uh, Smash. They want some of the third party games like Zombie U. People were crying because they didn't get it. And it became one of the uh, uh, 2016's holiday uh, or Halloween game that everybody was looking for. And they couldn't find it. They they could not find it. They didn't like it on PS. Uh, I think it was PS3 or in, uh, Xbox 360. It might have been uh, 4 and 1. People couldn't find it. And so a lot of people aren't still looking for the Wii U. It might be Nintendo's Dreamcast, if you want to say it. But that speaks volumes because people are still pl- playing and buying Dreamcast games. I, I will know, say I this. Put it on that level. That's, that's kind of high up there. No, that's when, it's on the Dreamcast level. Uh, trust me, people. How, people much, are, how much does Dreamcast sell? Not a lot. But I think Dreamcast 13, 13 uh, million for Nintendo is beyond low. It's, it, it, it might be low, but you got to think of all the profit that's go, that's going on there. It Sony, Sony and Microsoft are now just making profit for their systems. When Sony sold as much as as they did, it took them, I think, what three or four years to make profit. If you're selling thirty million systems, why is it taking you three years to make profit? Well, but their, their systems are more. How do you say this? It's, it costs more to make their system because they're just at this point now they're just mini computers. I mean, I mean, it, it, yeah, it costs it costs more to sell it, but you sold thirty million before two years. You should have already started making profit if you got to that number level. Yeah, I understand. I agree with that point. But the thing about it is, Nintendo's always been the type of company that's going to make a system that's going to make their money out the gate. We right. don't have they, a follow in. It just so happens that the switch, the, the, not the switch, the Wii, the Wii U, was not the system that people wanted. It was the system that people wanted. Um, people ch- third party just didn't want to innovate on it. Very and true. I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, I'd say it's a mix of uh, both. And but but let, but don't forget during the PS3 and 360 days, how many companies were closing after their game got released? You are on two major platforms. And your and your developers are closing, or they're, or three they're having platforms. a problem. But look, we I mean, was there. It's just that I mean, we... 
but think of I mean think of Square Enix when Tomb Raider came out the reboot they sold two million copies and Square Enix wasn't happy. Yeah, that's true. That's just just you know they're investing too much into these games, so then they have to expect so much to come out of it. That just means that they need to find a way to make their games like more cost effective. But, but then yeah, it's exactly. but but then that's weird that you're not happy the way that Tomb Raider so, but your mind is blown because Bravely Default sold on 3ds. See, I don't have a problem with the 3ds. I think the 3ds is an excellent system. I just mess with the 3ds because it's it's time to give those resources to the Switch. We you not, not, not really because Nintendo is not going to stop making. If you're making double profit, if you're making still, if you're still banking off of 3ds, don't tell me as a black person you're going to cut your profit off because of, mm-hmm. of another system. If you're making double profit, you think you're going to stop your hustle for just to go to one? Then I'm saying that to be purely selfish. Then you because know why. I, then you know I have, why. I have a switch. Do you know why? So I'm then, not gonna touch that 3ds. Right. Then <laughs> you know why Nintendo is gonna stay selling 3ds and Nintendo Switch. You think a lot of parents gonna trust their kid with a Nintendo Switch? This dumb parent did. <laughs> my <laughs> kid. I bought my kids a Switch. How did that work out? <laughs> no, they they take care of it for the most part. They for the most oh. part it's good. So I can't complain about it, but. I love the Switch. The Switch. I do too. I will say. I don't want to say that just yet. I was going to say something wild, crazy. I was going to say it's their best console they ever made. Oh, it's what, up what there. Make you even think to say that though? Because it's so it's so well made. It, if, when you hold a Switch in your hand, it's just such a well made system. From the tablet. To the controller, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it should work the way it works, but it works so well. Even the dock, just having the, be, the ability to be able to just take the switch, put it in the dock, and it just automatically is on the TV. I mean, build it, it quality is so one well, thing, but it's like I'm thinking about the games. You know what I mean? Hardware is nice. I mean, like Xbox is built well. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that library is what matters, and I just don't. I does well, the Switch library, have that library to be like maybe the best one? I can tell you right now, as many as top uh, these top tier games that cast came on the PS4 and Xbox One, Nintendo Switch still sells more games that people are still looking for. UK just announced that Mario Kart and uh, Breath of the Wild is still selling good. But Zelda and Mario Kart have always had crazy attach rates. I want to see what those yeah. third-party games are going to look like. Well, the Switch... I mean... You could argue, make the argument that the Switch has the best first-year lineup ever. Yeah. It's crazy to say that, but it, it has the best first-year lineup ever. It has a Mario game that people consider a classic, a Zelda game that people consider a classic, a Mario Kart game that people loved anyway. But that's a port, and, man. It's a port. That's it's, even though it's a port. But you know, but you want to know what? If a port is making you a, a selling a million, uh, million copies plus, people are cool with it. People are craving for ports for the Wii U or even Wii days. Like Metro Prime 4, everybody wants the Metroid Prime trilogy to come out. 
and be redone. People don't care about ports on Switch because they miss those games and that's going to be their first experience. People want to have that Switch library to be strong. They don't want their Switch libraries to be trading uh, trade in value like PS4 and Xbox One. And if you... I wouldn't disagree with you that they're actually looking to play those games that they missed on the Wii U. It's just mm-hmm. that I'm saying, like, I mean, I don't know. It feels like it's almost cheating to say, like, oh, it had the best first year ever when a lot of those are carryovers from, like, the third or fourth year or something you, from you the kinda, Wii U. So it's you, like, that's... You, I mean, because yeah, well, no. let, let me tell you, uh, you kind of got to look at Mario Rabbit's uh, Kingdom Battle. Something that people laughed at, people thought that it shouldn't have worked but yet it did, Great you game. know. And people, when the when the developer of XCOM is being is shocked and amazed of seeing that game and interested in playing, like the person who actually made that series, that's good press. And when people are talking about that game, and it's the hottest thing to look for during the Christmas season, that's good. The ports that was that came on PS4, Xbox One, barely anybody touch the top games that was kind of released when ps4 came out was wrestle gun and that was free on the ps4 if it wasn't kill switch that was xbox one and ps4 was getting bombarded with ports and nobody touched them they were pretty up and they was and they run they may may have run better but nobody cared for them. right people now we're really looking a lot of people re- went out and got that uh, last of us remaster people I bought what? Last of Us like three times, I think. Game is I, amazing. A lot, I, a yeah, lot of those remasters people are really looking for, or, or, or even were like when it first <laughs> came out on the PS4. But know where you got but, this that no one was looking for. But just like, but just like you said, you know, that's that's the first party game, and that has an attached rate. The Last of Us, you know, it got Game of the Year for some sites, and I give it up uh-huh. to Sony for that. You uh-huh. know, if they they did that, but. What else came out from Sony after The Last of Us? Because Second Son, Infamous Second Son was good, but nobody really talked about it. The next big game that they didn't really talk about was Bloodborne. Like Bloodborne and then Uncharted 4. Those are the big two games for uh for PlayStation 4 that people talked about. Second Son got major hype. I, I couldn't get away from yeah. that game. I they, they got, had some big hits. It, I can't necessarily it, agree. They've had some big hits. They had Second Son, they had First Light. Even Killzone was something that people talked about when it came out. Yeah, exactly because the but, game was beautiful, the, even though it right. wasn't the greatest game. Yeah, yeah, they were great, but for a system that everybody was really hyped for, that had that really had some ports with their with their games, the library for it that people own was short. Resogun, yeah, could- Re- um, Second Son came later because I think that came that following yeah, year, right? The, I think the thing was that what you're saying is true in a sense because people's complaints about the PS4 was that their first party lineups wasn't what they expected because they had a couple of flops in terms of like the Order 1886 right. gravitate towards Knack. And I think there was a little Big Planet game too that came out. I think so. Yeah, and the thing the thing with PS4 and Xbox One is that they're shiny new boxes that came out, the hype was everywhere, and then it died. But then it kind of came back. Well, it never it, died. It, 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 I mean, it, it did a it did a come it did a come back to Bloodborne came out. And the reason why I say that it died, that you could continually find a system 
in stores. Good. That's that shows restock. Yeah, there's a lot of good numbers. But when your system comes out, that's very popular. It should be gone. The restocks should be quicker and be happening a lot. Those systems should be gone. Nobody. I mean, but but nobody stood out for a line for PS4, Xbox One. Because let me explain. Let me explain. This Let is me the explain. Right here. Oh, no. When Nintendo started winning, they started talking hold shit. Hold on. Let me hold on. I mean, I'm... hold on. But let me ex- hold on. Yeah. Let me but, let me, but let me explain. When PS4 came out, when PS4 and Xbox One came out, those systems sold. Nobody, uh, besides probably Best Buy or GameStop, like pre-orders and stuff, there was enough stock to handle people in line. But that was the only time you had a line for a system for PS4 and Xbox One. When Switch came out, there constantly was a line. Even though the stock shortages was a problem, there was consistently a line. Everybody that, kept asking, and everybody continually asked about the Switch. When the NES Mini came out, there was lines, and people asked about it. When, uh, the Super- it exactly. Right. Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When Super- <laughs> hold on. But when... when when Super any when Super the Super NES Mini came out, there was a line. There was some. There wasn't too many shortages because a lot of people was able to get one, get a hold of it better than NES. There's explanations that you can read about that on Nintendo. But when PlayStation Four came out and people got theirs, nobody asked for it at the launch. People weren't asking for oh, PlayStation Four. Like, people I, weren't I asking. Person, I as a person that had to go on the hunt for uh-huh. PS Four. When after it I launched, know. right? Yes, it now, was now. after. No, you said after oh. launch. They were cleaned out. They were cleaned out for weeks. I had to constantly keep calling stores all uh. around me, especially because I, man, when I finally did find one, it was two left, and they got scooped up real quick. I had to drive down there asap and go grab that, and then I couldn't find one after that because I had an issue with mine. So then I had to take it back. And then I had to go try to find another one. I couldn't find one for like four weeks. So they were cleared that's, out. That's weird because, well, at my job. I had a problem with that. Well, at my job, we oh, they at, at my job, I think we sold out because they sent us like 12. We sold out. That that following week, we got another shipment of like nine. Like we, we was getting a lot of shipments uh uh consistently. And so it might it might have been shortages at some places. I just haven't read like news about them being shortages. I just know that PlayStation 4 was kind of stocked pretty well after it <clears> came <throat> out. I know when I got mines, I got mine when it came out because I had pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. And I took it home. Mm-hmm. Like 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 with like the problem Joey had, I had a similar problem with mines didn't work. And I went back to GameStop the next day. They were like, "We are almost, we are literally out." And it was I raised hell to get to the places because I was pissed <laughs> off because I had went to like the midnight opening and everything. Mm-hmm. Got home and it didn't work. I was so mad. I and think fortunately I... fortunately I got one that's that same day, but they oh, they man, were I wasn't that lucky. They <laughs> were so I... out. I waited to I the Battlefront came Star Wars Battlefront came out. And the only reason why I got that because it was like 250. You know, it was like really cheap. And that was um I didn't want the Last of Us bundle. And I think there was a Call of Duty one. 
bundle. Uh, there was some another bundle that I just didn't want, so I just got the Battlefield one. I was just like, I'm not going to play this game. <laughs> I just need the system. And got it home. Took me two and a half weeks to uh, wrestle up the strength to even take it out the box and hook it up because I was kind of like, I'm not interested in playing this. <laughs> I started playing Rise of the Tomb Raider on Xbox One. <laughs> but, oh, <okay. laughs> but, and, well, and I admit, and I admit uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit biased for Nintendo, but I own the Xbox One, I own a PlayStation 4. I, you know, a 3DS. I don't own a Vita because that was just hard to find. I don't know why Sony decided to just put like maybe one or two shipments of that out and that was it. Like they gave up on that. <laughs> uh, I owned the other sisters and I played them and got a big library just like I do my Nintendo games. I, I grow my library and I keep my games because I like to do the research. I like to um, explore what those games have to offer. Um, with PlayStation or an Xbox One, I got these big games and I end up throwing them as backlog. And when I get to them, I'll be like, okay, that was good. But then I start finding that, well, this plays like this or this game plays like the last version. Like there's nothing very in- interesting because none of the, uh, the developers want to innovate and try something new. With 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 Nintendo products, yeah, they might make low uh technical and it's not big and grand and stuff, but they make you think outside to outside the box to develop your game. That brings innovation. That brings originality to your to your company and to your to the, the development. If you think I'm if you think I'm lying. What what we did to get Xbox and PS3 to have some kind of motion control and make games on on that mug was very. Just look at that Bloombox, Zach and Wiki, um, you know whether whatever you thought of Skyward Sword and stuff, but people were crying for a Star Wars game to use with the Wii. You know here. Here, at least with Nintendo, that you can put a game on there, get some guaranteed sales, and you will see less returns um, or, tr- or trade-ins at GameStop for a Nintendo product. If you do see it, you're going to be spending $55 compared to Uncharted 4 only being $13.99. But you sold for a million. Why is nobody keeping the copies of these games for those systems? You know, Nintendo just has something about them that if I trade in this Nintendo game, I might not never see it again. And I so I got to go out and get that physical version and I got to keep it because if if I trade it in and I only get twenty five dollars, but now it's seventy five, seventy four ninety nine at GameStop. Yeah, for a system that nobody cared for. Is that is that the true reason why? The prices never go down because people never return them, or is that? Yeah, just, it's like a, it's like Nintendo's equivalent of like an Apple tax or something, you know? No, something people like people keep a lot of their Nintendo games because people they know Nintendo games. They they know that it is a limited print game. Where so, limited print? Some of those suckers are there's millions out there, but they're still well, super yeah, high. I mean, ever. I mean, they're they're limited as a sense that like after a month or two that they come out they don't print anymore um like within a more within after probably <clears throat> two and a half or three months you're not going to get a print of that game where you could always get like an uncharted like copy or find that easier um than you will like a nintendo game like nintendo games are like 
the atlas of first party games where it's very limited it's very niche and if you don't get it at the time it comes out good luck on trying to find you a copy yeah you can order from amazon if they haven't have one but if it's quicker for you to go to the store instead of waiting just you mm. know people wait wait on that all right let's let's get it next topic we'll be talking about nintendo all day <laughs> joey you saw the xbox live one you know what I kind of jumped around a little bit. It was basically an hour and a half of uh, Sea of Thieves and maybe 20 minutes of. I don't even remember, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's your, what's your thoughts on Sea of Thieves then? Um, It looks interesting. I don't I don't really see how long I would be playing that unless I had like a, a good crew. It, it just seems like, you know, one of those online games. If if you try to jump in there alone. It's like it might still be cool to look at for a little bit, but then it's like, yeah, I, you know, you might put it down and not really feel like messing with it unless you have a group of friends that really make it fun. So mm-hmm. since I don't really, I don't know, I don't, I don't really have a crew like that on the Xbox, so I can't really see myself getting really invested in that. But who knows? Maybe. Um, but for for right now, I might try it on a Xbox Pass. If it wasn't on Xbox Pass, I probably wouldn't try it for a long time. So Eddie, but, what do you think about Sea of Thieves? Then let's get your opinion on it. I am getting the game, uh, because I host an Xbox podcast, Arsenal X. Uh, <laughs> uh, me and my two friends, we're making a crew. We're going to have uh, our pirate cups and our alcoholic beer and stuff. I'm 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 doing cider. So, why uh, did you call it alcoholic beer? Uh, because there are some beer that's not alcoholic. They that don't have true. alcohol on it. Nobody drinks that. <laughs> but it exists. But it exists. Nobody, who drinks that <laughs> alcoholic beer? There are people who there are people who drink Why? beer that's not alcoholic because they, they have a taste for it. They have a taste for beer, but they want to somehow somehow stay sober. They don't well, want that alcoholic beer. Some people don't have a taste for root beer. Sorry. You people. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying reporting on I'm just reporting what's what's real so um we're gonna we're gonna build a crew um of course uh the shenanigans and hijinks is what i'm experiencing and also kind of podcasting while playing the game like figuring stuff out but also like just talking about the game and just having fun with it so So you're gonna podcast while you're doing this yeah we're podcasting it on arsenal x um so um, have a video of it yeah we're gonna do video. We're live streaming it on Twitch. That so, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to be the captain, and my other two hosts. They're gonna be my mates, and uh, I might get shot out of the canyon. I might get bound and gagged. I don't know. <laughs> Why are you getting shot out of the canyon? You're the captain. They they want to just be ridiculous. And and why are you getting bound and gagged? What kind of game is this? This a uh, hey, we're just having fun. We're we're literally just having fun. Um that's that's their plan uh for it. Sorry about that. Um that's their plan. Uh to just make it funny and see what you can do in the game. Um because my one friend, he has the beta of it, and me and my other friend, we've never played the game. So he's leading us, but because I'm the host of our podcast, um I'll be uh the captain of uh the Arsenal Explorer. So um we're just gonna have fun and just have hijinks and stuff. That's that's pretty much what it is. It's just to have fun on it. 
So we don't have any more news on Xbox news. That was it. It was it was pretty garbage. Right we now. just got through talking for thirty minutes about Nintendo, <laughs> and we give Xbox five minutes. Or what? It was oh it was two God. hours, and it had like they focused on two things. I can't even remember what the second one was, man. See, I think it was like an Xbox know. system update or something. For those who don't know, I'm asking these questions because I was literally out of town while all this stuff was going on. So I don't know too much about it. So it's cool to have Eddie on here giving me the details of everything and Joey on here also giving me the details of everything was essentially was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even know uh, Microsoft was showing anything. I haven't got a chance to see it yet. Um, I think they were probably trying to show CFDs because since it comes out Tuesday, um, trying to it show someone. Yeah. Jeez, I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that at all. I guess we'll have to get Game Pass so I could try it. I wasn't planning on playing it because it didn't look very interesting to me. I, I'm a I'm a single player type guy. Mm-hmm. But so many people are talking so much about it. I think I might just get Game Pass and try it for a week. I just got recently got an Xbox One X. Oh, nice. Yeah, I traded in my old Xbox that I wasn't playing. And I, um, I got a really good deal on it. I got the Xbox One X for 500 but it came with an extra controller, mm-hmm. PUBG, and a fifty dollars GameStop gift card. Oh, that's not bad. That's good really deal. a really good deal. Yeah, and I think it came with something. I think it came with another game or something like that. Either it came with another game or it came with a coupon for a game. It came with something else. But after I traded in my Xbox and stuff, I end up getting. I only end up paying like one hundred and fifty dollars for the Xbox One X. So, oh. Nice. It's a pretty good deal. Very nice. So um, far, I like it, but my God, does it take up a lot of space? Like in terms of like your hard drive, mm-hmm. because the Xbox One X games, like games are in, that are enhanced by One X. Yes, yeah, a hundred plus for the gigabytes, and it's only yeah. a one terabyte. So, um, well, it, for a lot of these consoles, you're going to need an external hard drive, um, which. I don't know why it took Sony almost four years to get that. I'm like, this is such an idiotic. When Nintendo could do external hard drives before both of those systems, that's mm-hmm. a problem. Well, well, it was because you could replace the PS4 well, hard Sony, drive with any like any hard drive, essentially. Yeah, as long as it fit inside the docking, uh-huh. it was it is easy to do. I done it. I did it with my PS4 but, several times. But isn't it just easier to hmm, external hard drive cord? Click, click, done. I never liked that. Mm, I never depends. liked it because I didn't want I didn't want extra cord hanging around off my system. I'd rather have the. But you uh, have a cord hanging on your system to charge it for your controller. No, not mine. I got I got a controller dock. Oh, you got the controller dock. Okay. So all I do is I just plug my controllers in the dock when it's time uh-huh. to play. It, just pull it out and play. I don't, I don't. For some reason, I'm weird like that. Well, even though the funny thing is, I now have an external hard drive for my PS4, which is crazy to even say that. Because my yeah, PS4 I, has so much games, and I was like, I'm a, I don't want to sit there and change because most of my games I purchased are digital. Oh, yeah, I I have uh, a two terabyte for mine for it, and then uh, my Xbox One I got a one terabyte, but I need to upgrade. Um, we need to get a, a I kind of want a three terabyte because I got more Xbox One games um, for it. But I, for my Switch, I got like a six thirty no sixty four um, gigabyte card. I have a. Two terabyte in my PS4, and I have a 
one terabyte external hard drive hooked up to my PS4, and both of them were almost full. Y'all oh, are wow. supporting the end of physical games. Actually, I do more. <laughs> Can I tell you? I actually do more physical games than I do digital. Only time I really buy digital if it's only on there or it's a flash sale. Like I got a lot of PS4 games physical. I buy my physical games for the Switch. I buy my physical always. Indie, I, indie games, indie games, or a good game that's on sale, like The Witcher Three. If it's like ten bucks, I'll buy it like a di- uh, digital game on that version because it's cheaper than the store version. That's sometimes it. I still won't do it because it's just like there's just something about digital games. It just feels like you don't really own it. So it's just like I, I just gotta have that case. So there's been a couple times where it's been like, yeah, it's on sale, but nah, I'll wait till it drops in physical and go get it then. Yeah, so I can I, I can understand it. Yeah, but I, yeah, I just do it when it, there's the flash sales or something. Ooh, I don't really do it. Time. Yeah, I don't really like buy it day one digitally unless it's that's the only version way to get it. Like um, like Ryan, I bought it digitally because no other store was carrying the physical copy, even though the physicals came out. I buy it digitally almost all the time now because it's easier to buy the game when you just like, hey, I'm in a store, I can just go buy a PSN card, just put it on there. Oh, buy another week, just buy another PSN card, put it on there. Next thing you know, I got $60 in my account. Just go buy the game. game. I always buy games, whether they suck or not. I just purely buy the game first. I'm sorry. I I cannot deal with the installation times. I have a lot of games. If you look at my PSN account, it's absurd how many games I have. I would never play all those games. You probably will. No. It's no way. <laughs> I have close to, I probably have over a thousand games. Are you mixing? Is it more indie than AAA and first party? Both. So Both. all three. Like, I, yeah, it's all three. Okay. And, and last year was just absurd because I I don't think I may have finished. I bought almost every major game that came out last year, and didn't finish a single one of them. That is a shame. Oh, shame on you, man. I think I finished. <laughs> what did I finish last year? I finished Lost Legacy, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. Is that the only one I finished that was major? It Horizon? might have been the only. No, I didn't finish Horizon. Uh, the Lost. Is it Lost Legacy? Yeah, I For finished Uncharted? that one. I finished, I finished okay. that one. Yeah, think... you, you finished too. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's that much stuff. I like. I said it's a lot of games I've gotten like almost through. And uh, which this year I've been trying to focus on finishing those games. But a lot of stuff I just didn't have. I didn't have time to finish because it's like every week something else was coming out. It was so crazy. Uh, See, in that I, case, you just got to start playing on your own schedule, man. Like when I, I remember when I was doing that, another game would come out, another game would be on sale, and it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna start that. And then I'll just go back to the other ones. And then enough time would go by where it's like I kind of forget my place or, uh-huh. you know, or little details of the story I forget. And it's like, ah, you know, this kind of it's not the same anymore. So I'll just replay it later. I never get back to it. And it just it ruins the experience because I do it again and again and again and again. See, I, so I just I had to go back to my old thing of playing a couple at a time. 
if, if it hooks me, I'll continue to play it. But if I know that I got to jump around with other games, I'll buy it and just let it and just keep it in the background. Like I'll give it a try like for two hours and then jump mm. on something else because I got to do some research or it's for an episode or something like that. Or I got to write about it. Um, I kind of do like that, which is funny because with Mass Effect Andromeda, I bought the deluxe version at 40 bucks. And after I bought it, I probably waited like a week and then I started playing it and kept playing it till I beat the game. And there's more side missions than the actual story. I'm like, dang, what the heck did I do? <laughs> and I not quite enjoyed it. It wasn't that bad that people made it uh made it sound, but it was fun. Definitely. Yeah, from what I played, it was it was a really good game. I everyone was just going based off of those glitches and stuff, but when you really got into it. It's good game. It was a Mass Effect game, like all the way. Just not as good, but it was still a Mass Effect game. Yes. Like a if you side. guys, if you guys want glitches, go look at YouTube and go look at Assassin's Creed Unity and have you oh. a ball of comedy. <laughs> People love to go in on that game, but I never experienced like half of those glitches. I played through that game first week of launch, and it, uh-huh. though it had some slowdown. The frame rate, like that mess, would drop down below twenty sometimes. But it was, it was still a pretty good game. I think it was one of the better Assassin's Creed games, and it performed pretty well for me. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, I kind of, yeah. I get that kind of thing with uh, Telltale games, where people was until recently, people would complain about how they have all these problems with Telltale games. But when I usually play them, I usually I don't have find any them. problems. Yeah, exactly. Same here. There might be some clipping at time, but I don't and i don't see anything i don't have a problem i press the button and it reacted just the right way the only time i ever have a problem with them, as of lately i've been having a problem where the game for some reason won't start but it's yeah. like you have to do something you have to do something to reset the game and then start up but otherwise they don't have too many problems with those games all right mm-hmm. joy what else did we forget to mention on another podcast is there anything else major um geez you know what I put I, I closed down my list, man. We were talking about so much other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, jump to one of the other topics and uh, come back to me. <laughs> what other topics is there? You were holding the topics. <laughs> hey, hold. I thought I thought we were both going in on the topics. Uh, other thing I had, um, let's see. We were supposed to talk about uh, Infinity War getting pushed up, but that's like it's two weeks old. But I mean, I guess we could. Could still no, so, go okay, we can talk about a little bit about Infinity War. So, what do you guys think about Infinity War in terms of? Well, Joy's making fun of me because I said I'm gonna cry in the movie. Um, what do you guys oh think? God. I've never seen a trailer or anything about the movie. <gasps> is Why? is that my choice or is just your? Um, how do you know? I just it? I I didn't see nobody post any trailers about it. I I know seen I seen the picture. Trailer? I, I seen a picture with Captain America and I think the tribe from um, from Black Panther. Like uh I think there was a picture of that, uh, like with the Avengers and stuff, but I haven't seen like a trailer of it or anything. They've had a trail out for a while now for, for Infinity About a month, right? Yeah, at least a month. I'm gonna be shocked you didn't see it. I didn't see nothing. I seen more trailers for Black Panther than I did Avengers. Unless you haven't, unless you just haven't been to the movies lately, um, that might be one of the re- th- yeah, that is one. Um, yeah, another one is no, another one is a lot of people would have posted it on Twitter or Facebook a lot and didn't nobody do that. I None think I posted it. 
Like me, me and Joy posted out there. But point. I wasn't friends. Oh, I was yeah. I wasn't friends yeah. with you, yo. I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have then. you on Twitter though. Then, yeah, you were racist. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I am a white black person, but you know, so. Oh, God. <laughs> what does that I'm mean, very, man? I'm very suburban. <laughs> I'm, I'm very <laughs> suburban. I'm very suburban, but we'll get get on you when need to. <laughs> I, I guess, man. I guess. I love my pumpkin pie and cornbread at the same time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't know black folks eat no pumpkin pie. You know, good and well sweet potato pie. <laughs> oh man, I think Infinity War is gonna be good. Now, I'm, I said I like I might cry towards it because it's it's been over ten years. It looks it, good. It feels like it's gonna be. It's like the end of a legacy, even though it really isn't. Because Ant Man and the Wasp is gonna come out like a couple months later, but. It feels like we are looking... waiting for what? Go ahead. Oh, I, I heard what I just oh, said. You said something. Oh no, because you mentioned uh Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I was like, I just wanted to ask are you looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The first one was really good. But the thing it's gonna be weird because it's Ant-Man and Wasp is the first movie after Infinity War, which seems weird to me. Doesn't that seem weird? But is this I mean now, <laughs> but is this taking place after uh, Civil War of Captain America. What, Infinity War? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way after Captain America Civil War. It's, Infinity War is happening time-wise, timeline-wise. In, in a movie in a movie universe. Yeah, it's uh, happening after Black Panther, but directly after Thor Ragnarok. Okay. I brought Thor okay. Ragnarok. I got to watch it, though. Did you see? You haven't seen Thor Ragnarok yet? I I brought it uh, last week, but I haven't so popped I it in a while. I can't I can't spoil it for you, but it looks the, good. It's good, but at the direct ending of Thor Ragnarok ties into Infinity War. That's all I will say. Okay, not not like the actual direct direct ending. You know, after after credit scenes and all that stuff. Uh uh-huh. okay. It ties into Infinity War. You've seen it, right, Joy? Yeah, but I'm trying to remember what that ending, like what happened. But of course, you can't spoil it, so I'm just gonna have to look that up. I'll message it to you. <laughs> All right, cool. Because, like I said, he hasn't seen he hasn't even seen Black Panther yet, so I don't want to give out way I, too many details. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen Black Panther? Why, man? I, I've seen it twice. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I, I, just being lazy, and you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. some people just aren't really movie folks like that. I, I I am a movie movie person. I know at, for a while that all the ticks were so I just didn't get the strength up to go and, and go see it. I'm gonna go see it Friday um, mm. when I get off of work. Uh, um, because I have a movie a movie theater at my job. I just didn't just like uh, I gotta go home and go to sleep. I've been up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm going to mm. bed. So and yeah. then get home, sleep, and then be like, I should go to no, I'm napping. <laughs> just lazy. So. Yeah, it makes sense. If it's, <laughs> I might cause a little stir. So Joey, be ready for this. Uh, I hope Black Panther has the styling and action like Punisher Warzone, and I'm gonna leave it at that. I never saw that, so I couldn't even. Okay, I wouldn't even know what to get upset about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we a lot of people get on me because I love Punisher Warzone. I, I got on you because you said that. Yes, I think that's oh, one of Marvel's. I, I think did I say Punisher Warzone was number one? Captain America. Uh, yes, uh, the, the, the second the second movie of Captain America was good because they literally made 
a better version of Punisher on TV. Uh, I need to finish the series. I haven't finished it yet. You have to finish watching. That's pretty good. And now that you mentioned it, have you watched Jessica Jones? Has anybody watched Jessica Jones? Can we talk about Jessica Jones? I haven't watched, I haven't watched any it. of those Marvel Netflix series. None of them? Nope, not one. You're messing up, bro. Daredevil was good. The first at least, season was. At least watch Daredevil. If you don't watch none of them, at least watch Daredevil. Yeah. I'm in the- at some point. But I've been going back and forth between like the Marvel series and the DC series. I've been trying to pick one. Mm-hmm. And in this whole back and forth, I haven't watched any of them. So if I'm gonna keep it real, right now you can probably not pick the DC series. Well, can can I They're say very, they started off very good, but let's start to get to that point where they are the TV good. series. Yeah, the I, DC shows have kind of fallen off a little bit. I kind, kind of, of watching old stories. Oh, they're just telling bad stories, which is mm-hmm. sad because I kind of watch excellent. I don't kind of I don't watch the WB DC stories. Like I I might watch them on Netflix or Hulu if I feel like it. I mostly watch DC's animated movies. Um, I mean, yeah, I know there was a new Batman one that came out. Uh, I brought it. I gotta watch it though. Um, Yeah, they kind of. Yeah, they kind of have fallen off. It's and it's weird because the the DC animated ones are like good. Like. Yeah, the DC animated ones at one point were better than the movies. Well, they are better than the movies, but well, that <laughs> depends on who you speak to. Like, um, think about I didn't... It which I'm trying to think of what everybody loves. Flashpoint. Flashpoint was excellent. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the super uh, um, the animated Batman one where they had uh. The squad, Suicide Squad one, the animated one. That oh, one. you talk about Assault on Arkham? Yeah, that one is. Oh, that one is amazing. That was like, better than the Suicide Squad movie. Well, but not that movie really. was trash, so it's it's not hard to yeah. beat. No, I didn't <laughs> find I didn't find a problem with the Suicide Squad the movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. We've just established you have bad tasted movies. I thought it was like a really bad version of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's actually a good way to put it. Um, I don't see it. I see it. I, I don't, can I can I tell you why I don't see it? Is because I didn't read Guardians of the Galaxy and I didn't read Suicide Squad. So coming from a comic book perspective, I didn't watch none of them. Uh, I didn't read none of them, so I wasn't really familiar with it. But I like what I seen because I'm you know I'm just being blind to the series. But going in with a fresh perspective, be like, oh, I enjoyed this. And with Guardians, I laughed and I enjoyed it. So I, I, I mean, think Suicide Squad gets a bad rap. It's not. I don't think it's a good movie. But it's a fun movie. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I couldn't have fun because it was so bad. I mean, but that's just me because I'm ultra critical, right? So I'd be sitting there like, why would you do that? Why did they make that decision? I can't, you know, so I'm sitting there but, pointing out this and that and this so I can't enjoy myself. And that but, was the same reason you, why I didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. I thought it was bad, too. But but, are, but do oh. you know the books, the comic books, or are you just looking at a movie perspective? Because I think that's what some people, what happens is that they have a book expectation of a comic movie. And when they're, when that expectation is not met, they rage out, lose their mind. Near like 100% of those comics that were made in the movies or movies from comics. I never saw them. I never read them. I mean, you never read them. So okay. I, yeah. 
Okay, so you're coming from a movie perspective. Okay, mm-hmm. I can yeah. understand. I can understand that. Yeah, shoot. When I remember when the Marvel movies first started and on Fox was just, oh, this is gonna be the greatest thing that's coming for the comics. And then there were some bad ones, some letdowns, and just people were just rage. Why did they do this in the comic? They, I'm just like, you gotta separate the comic from the book. I mean, you gotta separate the movie from the book. It's hard to do that sometimes. I right? think you should though. I think it's 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 right in the sense because as much as we want to see. The comic book on screen. Do we really want to see the comic book on screen? No, because that that the movie screens get edited. And shoot, you're not going to do NC-17 for a comic book movie besides Punisher Warzone, but even that was just rated R. Then you're not getting the full experience. But then again, if we wanted to see the comic book, why not just read the comic book? Because you want live action. But why would you want the live action of the same story? Because half because of the folks you, you can't want to read. see it in motion. Not why? For the I same reason, the people folks... that read the manga of Dragon Ball, you want to see the actual anime for that same right. reason. And folks don't can't read nowadays. It's a, little, it's a little different with movies. I can understand with a cartoon show, especially with something like Dragon Ball. But to say, all right, I want a screen for screen adaptation of a of a comic book. And comic books are very different than books in terms of right. like when you read a comic book, comic books are essentially 20 pages of a story. Now, yeah, you have comic book arcs that go like um five or six issues or ten issues or something like that. Uh-huh. It's really hard to translate that into a two-hour movie. Well, so you I don't gotta, mind them, you gotta I don't mind them like kind of condensing it and making their own version of it because it makes sense. Well, you got to think about production costs, special effects, and, you know, there's a lot of things that you, that, don't forget, these movies got to get rated, and if what they don't like in the movie got to get cut, you're going to offend people who who think that the movie is going to be the exact comic. Well, don't forget, some stuff that's in the comic book, when it's turned into movie form, that, that got to get cut. Because if it doesn't meet that approval, that rating approval board, then the movie can't come out. Well, I'll give you a good example of that. Um, have you guys seen Logan? I haven't. I'm sorry. You saw it? Yeah. Okay. The, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was decent. I think I think it was probably like one of the best, maybe the best um, film in the whole X-Men series that I've seen. Uh... He's gonna say X Men Apocalypse the best. I know he is. No, I was gonna say the the Wolverine was probably was the best. Garbage. The Wolverine? Yeah, I think the Wolverine, Wolverine was better. Wolverine's not that bad. But and um, then X Men Two was X Men Two and Wolverine is probably the the Wolverine. The second movie, I think they kind of equal each other because those two movies were good. I never saw the Wolverine. Wolverine was okay. It was good. I, 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 I like the Wolverine. It gets a bad rap. But my point, what I was going to say is, my point is uh, that Logan is not the same story that the comic book is at all. It's completely different. I think it's for the better because logistically it wouldn't have worked if they would have just took the comic book version of Logan, Old Man Logan, and put it in a movie. Why is that? Well, for one thing, X-Men didn't own the the main bad guy in uh, Old Man Logan was the Hulk. 
Well, that's that's like uh, movie rights problems. You know what I mean? So, so that's one problem. Another thing is that the, the way that the comic book was set up, it literally had every Marvel character. So it would have it would it would have been it would basically been like doing Infinity War. Uh oh, that would have been crazy good. But it would have cost crazy amount of money, which they probably wouldn't didn't have for Logan, to say the least. Can I give you guys some breaking news? Because sure. all the black folks about to lose their mind. <laughs> Alabama sheriff who pocketed $750,000 from funds meant to feed inmates is coming under fresh scrutiny for the purchase of a beach house that he bought for $740,000. White people, stop doing this crazy mess. They're not going to stop. They get away with it. <laughs> How yeah, the heck think- story? <clears throat> but just just think about it. Just, now, now, I guess we're going to switch topics to this. <laughs> the white people being white people since you, since you brought it up. Just think about it. You steal a whole bunch of money, right? Let's say you steal a million dollars. You get caught. They essentially tell you, well, you got to pay that money back. Oh, I don't have the money. Well, you're going to spend 10 years in jail. You're going to get out. You're still going to have the million dollars, essentially. But it's stolen. Why wouldn't they take the money away? If they can't find it, they can't take it away. But you stole money from criminals. So now you're a criminal who's supposed to be. They don't care. They, 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 people are, people are generally very selfish. Yeah. Critical. If they can find a way, if they can get away, find a way to get over with something, a good amount of people are. And the fact that it's criminals don't help them that doesn't help the case whatsoever they're going to feel like they're justified because they're criminals in, their, in that mind but why are we seen as the drug dealers and the thugs and then these folks do this craziness because it's simple because and not to offend get... not to offend the right listener or offend any of you white people but just want to make sure well, that they didn't commit the crime, so they're fine they didn't commit the crime so they're fine <laughs> but the thing about it is I think there's a a certain stereotype that go with certain crimes. Yes. And in terms of like, um, well, the gentleman who stole the money, allegedly, that's considered a white collar crime. So there's a little bit more leniencies put forth towards white collar crimes in terms of in terms of how it's perceived in terms of a guy who's literally selling drugs on the street to feed his family and things like that. Where, as our president just said recently, he wants drug dealers to get the death penalty. Which, which I heard on uh cricket media, <laughs> he was just like the people who sell illegal drugs, drugs or the pharmaceutical companies who are charging triple the triple the money to give drugs for people who need it, like Martin Skelly and stuff. But see, like, see, like the whole thing about it is this: I'm all about checks and balances. You have yeah. to balance things out. If you say that. This guy who's selling drugs and poisoning the community deserves a death penalty. What about this guy who's stealing millions from people and destroying people's lives? Why don't they deserve the death penalty? Not that I'm saying that either deserves the death penalty, because I think that's absurd. Mm-hmm. And they get a uh, less harsh uh, verdict on them or judgment. It's just like, you sold 750000 Now you're only doing a year and a half in jail? But if a kid stole $100 from a cash register, they got seven years in juvenile detention. That don't make no sense. But unfortunately, that's how our society is. That's 
how it is. Our checks and balance, our system is flawed. And not to get too much into it, because I don't want to get too political in this episode at least. But there's a lot of things, there's a lot of hypocrisy in this world. Not not only with white people, with black people as well. But yeah, we're too blind to see that see it and point it out. But this is a sheriff, and that's what makes it worse. No, it doesn't. He's still a man. At the end of the day, he's still a man. He's, yeah, he's, but you have a position. Like it's the irony of it. I should say, you know, a badge is just a piece of tin. It's what the person under the badge does with it. That matters. Well, I can't. Hopefully, we find out how many years he gets in jail, or he probably gonna get fired or resign or whatever. But I want to see how many years he gets. I I would laugh. I would literally laugh if he goes to the jail that he works at. (laughs) Oh no, that's not happening. That's not happening. They protect. Oh, he's he's he's, has it been confirmed that he's actually gonna get some jail time. Um, they I'm just announced. Sure. They just announced it. Um, so uh, he they just announced that he got caught with it. So he hasn't. Mm. Um, yeah, he still he got has, time to weasel out. Yeah, yeah, they gonna find some type of way. Oh, I, I don't think uh, jail is the right place for him. We should give him some, some uh, what is it? Some vacation time with no pay. That'll do it. Yeah, pretty much. I <laughs> bet <laughs> people fail to forget. That it's a lot of stuff that cops get away with. <laughs> it's, get away it's with crazy. murder. This fool get away with stealing some money. Exactly. Dang, That's my whole his, point. So his salary is $93,178.80. And he was able to purchase a four-bedroom beach pad uh with a built-in pool for $740. He also, him and his wife also own a two-story home in Orange Beach worth uh worth about two hundred thousand nine hundred dollars. So here, here's my question, right? Where does this fool live where he can get all that for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Because you can't and, even get that out here. <laughs> he's in a Al- small house. He's in Alabama. All of this is from Alabama. That makes oh, sense. Oh heck yeah. Alabama, yeah. you can buy. You can buy a whole person for that much money. They still have change left over. <laughs> the South just the, the South just been having some crazy mess going on. Uh, well, actually, uh, I don't know if y'all read about the guy who um got arrested for domestic abuse uh, in Indiana. He was he's the head of um some neo Nazi group. <laughs> so <laughs> read that one. yeah, he um uh, choked his wife. Uh, because uh, his the wife and the stepdad confronted the dude. Uh, he was a leader. Uh, he confronted the dude because um, the stepdad thought the guy was sleeping with his wife, having an affair. And the stepdad and the guy who got arrested, they they, they both worked together that started this neo-Nazi group. That's just a wild story. That is some cops material that should have been on TV right about now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> I don't know where to go after that comment. No, go back no. to you, Delvin. Sure don't know, man. Gotta do something about that white on white crime, man. Gotta do something about it. It's just yeah. pure comedy to me. Pure comedy. No, that's a joke. Yeah. Oh, I'm going away. Like this is the neo-Nazi version of cheaters. Like I just want to see it. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Is there any more topics we can talk about? Anything else you guys got on your mind? 
Uh, I have no idea. Nope, that's about it for me. Um, we already had the video game violence uh, debate, so I'm done with right. that. I got one more topic, I guess, that we can talk about real quick before we go. Toys R Us is reportedly closing all their stores. What are your fondest memories of Toys R Us, and what are you guys going to miss about Toys R Us? Um, I work at Toys R Us, so now, oh, dang, yeah, oh, so I've, yeah, I've, I've been there. Um, I've been there for eight years. This would have been my ninth year. Um, when they first announced that they were closing the 180 stores. Um, well, actually, let me go back. When they announced that they were doing like refinancing or restructuring, they got like 3.5 billion to restructure the company. Um, they said that we none of the stores weren't closing. So uh, when everybody else found out that 180 stores was closing, we found out that 100. Uh, we found out that we was closing. Um, this is brand new to everybody everybody in the company employees too are just finding out about this that all the stores was closing um i read that they was closing all the uk ones and i think all the canada ones in canada still stay opening and i don't know about china or india but um this is kind of heartbreaking to a lot of people. I don't know why, because a lot of people just like, I used to grow with shit, shop at Toys R Us, and I'm just like, yeah, but you was being cheap about it because you want to price match everything. <laughs> so, um, for me, um, for working with there, my most memory is working with my team members and having fun with them and actually finding a good toy or a video game for a customer. You know, I got a lot of retail experience about toys and learning them, um, being able to manage a store and stuff like that. Um, I, I That experience is sometimes positive interact, interactions with people who who love toys, who love being a collector and, of you know, just making people stay. That's my best memory for it. Plus, I was getting my video games cheap, so uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a bonus. But it is sad to see that these stores are closing and that pretty much a lot of people are going to be out of a job. But Man, that's, I feel sad for you, man. That's rough. You've been oh, there for, for... Yeah, I've been there for a while, but, you know, one done closes and God opens up ten more. So, mm. uh, I mean, as far as me, my memories, uh, I don't really have too many positive memories about uh, Toys oh R Us, God. other than um, what the hell did you do as a child? <laughs> listen, you, you know how expensive <laughs> Toys R Us is. Oh Only my. thing I could do uh, related to that store is look at the freaking catalog. Okay, so when the big catalog came around Christmas. We could look at it, but you, that crap was expensive. So basically, I, we'd find some stuff maybe, and then they'd go find it somewhere else because it was just going to be, price was going to be sky high. So I, I don't even remember walking through the doors of a Toys R Us because it was so expensive. Such a great story about how great Toys R Us is. Tell um, your story about Toys R Us for too damn high. Well, I there was some. That's real life, some, okay? The story there, was real. <laughs> Hey, I mean, and what 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 I kind kind of learned about Toys R Us is that there was a lot of exclusives at that store that you couldn't find anywhere else. So that was a benefit for a lot of people, especially when they did like the toy fair or um 
when no, what is the, the fourth? I think it was New York. Is it New York Comic Con? It's one of them that they show the show like pop figures and stuff for different uh, comic book characters, and Toys R Us would be the first one to get them before anybody else. And stuff. What I've learned is I need to start asking Joy these questions damn first. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just completely breaks down the roof. Listen, I'm sorry. My experiences weren't heartwarming, okay? Because it was a terrible childhood where they're like, hey, we're going to hand you this Toys R Us catalog and you just look at the toys. And we're going to go price match at Walmart. Hey, look, that's what you got to do. And people oh, don't that's, like going that's to Walmart. Smart. Smart people don't like to go to Walmart. Oh my god! <laughs> people don't like to go to Walmart for their toys. So, I mean, this might be a big thing for Amazon and Target, but we shall see what happens. Eddie just gave a great story about Toys R Us. <laughs> Joy just screwed it all up. Hey, I didn't look. Yes, hey, everyone, you was keeping it. You was keeping a real. Exactly. I don't even want to tell my story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> keep it real. Let's keep it real. When you're on the budget and you can't afford anything like that, you got to do what you can. Listen, yeah, I, I wasn't a Toys R Us kid. We didn't, you know, and get to sing the jingle and run through the, the aisles and crap and have all this fun. Couldn't afford it, okay? But, <laughs> but it was all good. God. You know what I mean? I, I don't, so when, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for all the people that lose, you know, will lose those jobs, but since I didn't really have any positive experiences when I first saw it, I started to think, dang, look, I wonder what those closeout deals are going to be like. But uh, well, you know, I definitely other than that, that. <laughs> I definitely thought that. Hey, you can't help but think that it's going to be like, man, I need to save up some money because uh, I'm going to go hit up the local one and, oh man, stack up. But, you know, still, sorry to all the people that might lose their jobs. Hopefully, they get back on their feet right away. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Is Toys R Us? Does somebody else? Was maybe somebody will buy Toys R Us? They've been maybe. trying to find. They were trying to find somebody. No one with uh with bio. They got too too much of a huge debt. They got to pay back. So oh, they probably got. They probably gonna file bankruptcy chapter seven because um they've been going through the courts. So and the, whatever the courts say, that's it. You know who should buy Toys R Us? How to think about it? Disney. I can see that happening. Disney yeah. would be a good place to buy Toys R Us. It's just like put Toys R Us like like instead of having well have a Disney store, but essentially make it Toys R Us. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, it's just it's really hard to have a specialty store right now when you know you got Walmarts and all those other stores like them where it's like, I can go look for toys and then go over yeah. to the clothes aisle and check out some shoes, maybe even go to a Walmart, not a Walmart, but a, a McDonald's. So it's like, you know, to just have just toys, it's kind of a hard sell now. Yeah. Especially you got people like joy out here. Oh, that's too high for that toy. Let's Listen, go to the, the, the Kmart. Don't <laughs> knock the frugality. Okay. You got to be smart <laughs> with your money. <laughs> oh my god! And that, and you know what? That's what these rich white folks at my store used to say. It's too expensive. How is it? Okay, it's too expensive for you to buy a three-year-old a uh, forty-nine ninety-nine toy. But you were just at Jewel spending uh, right. $50. But you were just hold on. But you were just at um, you were just at the grocery store buying a hundred dollars of Patron. Patron was good. 
Yeah, but you don't have money to you don't have money to buy your grandson a forty dollar toy, but you have enough to spend it on alcohol. So you have that toy. So you have. So you (laughs) You make that money. You can decide where it goes. Kid, don't. Well, yeah. Well, well, yeah. (laughs) But but if but yeah. But the thing. But the thing about it is just that you your excuse for buying a toy for a kid that you that's your grandson or granddaughter that you love and adore you love to see him happy you don't want to spend that much on them but you want to you want to damage your body by buying alcohol and you'll spend as much money as you want as you can for that look here so you i mean your your priorities of your family or family uh no your alcoholism over your family that's kind of no but for me but for me my job my toys are rest is across from uh across from a grocery store and when i look in my gro when i look in our garbage when i have to clean up there's like fifths there's like patrol there's a whole bunch of alcohol that's in my box but but that customer that i help who complained about a toy i'll see them in that grocery store when i'm going to jewel and they'll have money for more alcohol than they would for that toy so that money that they could have spent to give to that kid said, because if you say that you love a kid and that kid means everything to the world for you, and you somewhat want to spoil them and stuff, you you don't want to get them a, get them that toy, but you just want to damage your body and your livelihood. And I'm not trying to call everybody an alcoholic, but like you said, your priorities, uh, you, you can place them wherever you want, but the thing about it is just like sometimes you make an excuse that a price is too high and you buy something that's higher price for yourself. It's kind of weird. Hey, they're the ones making the money and then you got to think about it. So if they're already spending a hundred bucks, uh-huh. they got to spend 50 more, you know, Hey, that's, that's a lot. So I'd, I'd be like, Hey, if I'm already having to spend a hundred, I'd rather try to find somewhere where I can get this for 30 rather than 50. So I understand <laughs> it. And if they making the money, they can, they can go, I guess, go uh, spend it wherever they want. Yeah, so I can't. I can't really yeah. knock him for that. I'm just, I'm just saying, for in the area that I work at. What did this podcast become? <laughs> the devil class experience. You didn't experience this. this? <laughs> keep it 100 real in here, man. It's been an experience, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, tell them where they can find you at, Eddie. And Joy, I guess you tell me you find that too. <laughs> 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 Why are you saying like that? Yeah, yeah, right. Joey, I, I guess. You I just, guess you could tell me. Because they already know where to find you at. You, you, you just showed you my podcast day. already, but I guess you could plug yourself. <laughs> they know where to find you at. Literally down the street from me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check out my podcast, Optional Opinion, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and on TuneIn. I uh, just got to set that there. You can also find uh, Nurse Go Wrong Radio at nursegororadio.com. Me and my friends, we have uh, this website where we do reviews, writings, uh, shows like uh, Arsenal X, our Xbox podcast. Um, 
the Tidal Power Block, uh, World One One, um, and other shows for like PlayStation and uh, community shows. Um, got a good setup there, so we'd like to got you guys to come to visit, or you could check us out also on YouTube at Nurse Gone Rogue. Uh, on YouTube, subscribe there and check out our video content there. Um, yeah. And so that's where you guys can find me. Uh, if you hit me, if you subscribe to me or follow me on Twitter, you should be able to find out where my Nintendo ID is, um, okay. where my PlayStation and my Xbox ID. If not, I'll update it so you guys can check it out there. Okay, cool. Go ahead, Joey, and tell about our podcast and other stuff that they should know already. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, I am uh, Joey Skyward King, the best podcast host on the internet no i'm joking i'm joking no <laughs> no nah, nah. good talk your crap no 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 but you know you can find me on twitter at skyward king um if you want to follow the skyward cast podcast best new podcast hit the internet featuring me oh, and oh, oh. delvin cox you can uh you can find that at the skyward cast on twitter that's where we you'll find all the updates for new episodes there should be one coming up in the next couple of days. That's pretty much it. You got to make sure you say Delvin's name, right? Because if you say something like you said, Deborah Cox, and I, the first thing that came to mind is, how did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. Oh, no, no. no, no. <laughs> That's why you got to say Delvin and <laughs> make sure because like Deborah. Hey, like, if it came out wrong, that was definitely a mistake. But. Uh... <laughs> I could just see Delvin getting up and started singing that song, and I just be like, uh, "It's a tag," because I was just laugh. I'm like, "Wait, what just happened right now?" I'm just saying. <laughs> that's not, it's that's a rough. It's a rough visual, man. Real rough visual. <laughs> well, before we go, I gotta say something. This episode, whether she knows it or not, is all thanks to Sean Capri. Yay! Because if Sean Capri. Would have did his thing and kind of introduced us to each other. This moment would have never happened. So, yeah, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Sean Capri, because he is kind of the catalyst for the Skyward Cast, mm-hmm. and he's the catalyst for Eddie being on this podcast today. Oh, yeah! So shout out to Sean Capri. Make sure you guys check him out. How's he said? Sean like cutlery, the pre like the pants. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> if it don't do nothing with biscuits and chili, I, I have not one idea. Oh, <laughs> biscuits and chili. What did okay. I sign up for? <laughs> you, you signed up for some white gallowness. I told you that. White <laughs> get, What is this, man? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Food is just utter foolishness. That's all it is. I just mean <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh man. That's that's why I said Delvin Cox. Delvin Cox experience, we out. Peace. Peace. Bye. What up, what up? This is Ray Jarvis, a.k.a. Jarv, a.k.a. Chet underscore O'Hara on Twitter, host of the Gray Area Podcast, which you can find new episodes on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio every other Thursday. Delvin, what's good? Mike Drop Pie, what's good? I'm out here.